Hello, hello, this is Malika. Hey guys, this is Brandon. And welcome to Private, Private Story, Story, a podcast all about friendship, experiences, and the drama. Welcome to episode number three. Episode number three. This one is called Not So Sneaky Links. <laughs> Ew. In this episode, we're going to talk about all about dating. What we look for in partners. How different it is for us in the dating culture because, you know, Brandon out here. And how we are living our single lives. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Too soon, Miss Malika. Too soon, baby. So sorry. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. Where shall we start, Mr. Brandon? Where should we start? Sorry, I'm... I have a we're Grammy a singing, coming soon. Yeah, we're in a singing mood. Um, also, just prefacing, uh, this episode is going to be probably longer than our other two. Yeah, so sit down, get you a glass of wine, yeah. or get you a road trip. Yeah, get you a road trip. Listen to this if you're driving to the Bay from Sacramento, or if you're like, you know. Or if you want to start your day off right, because yeah. Malika and I... We got a lot to talk about today, about our not-so-sneaky links. This episode will probably be... Let's hope. A tell all. Yeah. It it let's hope it's not too long. This is our version of a red talk a red table talk. Red table talk. <laughs> so I think we really want to start this podcast talking about the differences in the way we date. Um, well, especially because well, Brennan is gay and I'm straight. So I am? No, Are you? <laughs> I was like, oh no, did I just Malika just outed me? No, I said I just outed Brandon. <laughs> no, we I think it's really crazy the differences that we see in our dating cultures. Um there's so much I can say about our dating culture, but like I'm gonna chill. And there's also so much we can't say about our yeah. dating cultures. Yeah. So I think do you want me to start? Or do you want to start? Let's start with you. Okay. Let let's start with just I mean, a heterosexual Wait, ass. Actually, I feel like we should start with our types to like give everyone. Oh, I don't know if I have a type. Oh, okay. Never I, mind. I guess my type. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't physically. I'm not really attracted to one certain type of person. If you look at my exes and my, you know, not so stinky links, no one looks the same. I am very attracted to personality. Um, And I mean, obviously, like the more I've been growing up, the more I... There are other things that I'm attracted to now. I'm like attracted to ambition and drive and humor and stuff like that. You know, what about you? So I think number one is I need someone. I think personality, like you said, is number one, the most important thing. But I also need someone who's calmer than me because I'm an exciting guy. Like I, I get rowdy. I get loud. Like I don't want. If there's two people in a relationship that are rowdy and loud, I feel like that wouldn't work. I completely agree with that. I think that's also Loki my type where it's like, I don't like alpha males. I'm so sorry. I come from a Persian household where I'm just surrounded by alpha males and I hate it. I love betas. I love a man that can literally praise me, you know, kiss my toes. Like, that's the kind of man I want. Did we just find out a secret fetish, Miss Malika? Ew, definitely not. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm not into feet. But definitely, I want a guy who's literally obsessed with me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't get into fights with me about dumbass shit. Oh, yeah, you know? Okay. You know? Do you guys feel that? I feel like you guys all feel that. <laughs> so, I think on this... So, with that said, I think that personality, calm, and then this is like kind of weird but i do like guys that are the same height if not taller 
Um, which is kind of difficult for Brandon. That's yes. for sure, Mister Six. Because the over average here. average height for male, the male. I was gonna say race. What is it? Male sex, I guess. The mm. male sex is five nine. No, I feel like they're getting shorter by the by the generation, unfortunately. That's so sad. I need it's someone so true, at least six one. I think it's in our food. Um, Anyways, <laughs> I was like, we're getting into, we're going off topic here. Um, but yeah, I think kind of like what we look for in partners. I think we kind of like touched on. I. I've recently learned, obviously, I think going through dating and just going through relationships, you learn a lot into like what you want. I now know that I really want someone who can stand up with, for me. Like if you're a beta, I love betas. I love, love, love betas, but a beta who has that alpha side, if someone like comes at his girl. So you, you need like a switch. You want it to be beta, but then like, like shit's happening. Mm-hmm. You want like beta behind the scenes. But like when we're out and if someone like disrespects me, you can speak up for me too. Like, I don't want to always have to speak up for myself because I can. I definitely do. But, like, I don't want to always have to do that. I want to feel protected. I want to feel safe, you know? And cozy. And cozy, yeah. So, I guess let's talk about the dating generation that we are unfortunately part of. That I feel very, very strongly about this. Like, I low-key want to make a TikTok about – TikTok? A TED Talk. Sorry. I really literally am like, one day I will go on TED Talk and talk about this. But – I absolutely despise our dating culture, dating generation. I don't know if it has to do with the way that I was raised and the culture that I was raised in. And this is where me and Brennan actually differ. So it's going to be really cool to hear both of our sides. I'm like listening and cringing because I'm already like. Yeah, because he, he's heard this a lot from me. But like, I just, I'm, I feel very strongly about this. And that's why we're talking about it here because it's hashtag therapeutic. Um, so as you guys may have, I mean, I don't know the age ranges that you guys are, you know, listening from, but the dating culture generation that I have been growing up in, it feels like no one wants to commit. It feels like everyone is always looking for options and it has to do with the dating apps. It has to do with social media and all of that. And I think that really, really feeds into the dis- like the demise of our dating generation. I came from a culture where it's very com- commun- community aspect. And like, once you get marriage, like they really ab- ab- abide to marriage. Um, I think my parents have a really interesting and odd relationship. My parents were arranged. So in Iran, back in the day, I mean, my grandma was married at age 13. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was married at age 13, literally had her first kids by, I think, 14. She has oh, wait, seven- ass? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, I mean, back in the day in Iran, are you kidding? Like, I'm sure a lot of, like, South Asian, Middle Eastern people can relate to this. But back in the day, like, our grandparents, like, got married really young, had kids really, I mean, like, you literally lived to have kids. Like, that's all it was. Wait, like, did your grandma have a lot of kids or, like? Just- seven children. Seven children. I, I feel have like that's so- another thing common with, like, the older generation. Yeah. Like, when they had kids, they had kids. They had kids. <laughs> and it's because I, I don't even think, like, financial stuff was, like, in the it came in the way it's like all you did was live to have kids like I don't I mean that's definitely just not the case anymore so yeah my grandma got married obviously really young had seven children one was my mom so my mom in Iran there was when she grew up I guess there was it was all about arranged marriage you have suitors come to your house and pretty much it's like they give you like their 
like elevator pitch as to why you should marry them and then like the woman kind of just decides who she wants to marry um and so my parents how they met pretty much my uncle met my aunt um I think they like taught at the same university or something and then they were like oh let's hook up our like siblings and my dad at the time was studying in America and he was starting his own business and all that stuff. So he came in with my, to my mom and he was like, hey, little mama, I got this whole life in America. I got I'm I got so money. Dead. I got this. And my mom being a freaking gold digger, she's honestly. Like, Take me away. Yeah, she said, America, you got me at that. <laughs> and so my mom, um, you know, got sold on my dad and they moved to America and within like maybe two years had me. Yeah, my dad's like 70. My mom's like in her 50s. So it's really interesting to see how well they work, especially because they're low key, both in different generations. Like they really are, but they work really well because my, my dad really respects my mom. My mom really respects my dad. They respect marriage. They respect culture and they respect their kids. Like they want to stay for, I mean, I, they have fights. Obviously every parent has fights, but for the most part, my parents have really taught me what it means to adore each other, to be there for each other and kind of not just like give up over like the dumbest shit. But I think my parents are a rare case because I do have a lot of Persian friends who cannot relate to me because their parents who were arranged didn't end up working out as well. It's like very toxic, very abusive. And it's honestly really sad. So I don't really know how to feel about that. Now, kind of moving on to like me being in the dating age in this generation, I feel like I really, 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 I love hard. So I really want to find a partner who like, loves harder loves harder and like adores me and will take care of me and will not just like dip out on the first sight of like, like, argument or incompatibility like I just I don't believe in the one I don't believe that there's someone out there for you who is perfect I truly believe that you build a foundation with someone and you commit to that you know what I mean I think there are so many people that you will get along with that you will be compatible with that you will love and you will have to choose who you want to you know spend the rest of your life with and who you will actively choose to love so that obviously has been really hard for me to find nowadays because I feel like everyone is just so blinded by the options. I mean, we see Instagram models every day. You There's so many editing apps. Like who you are on social media a lot of the times is just not who you are in real life. So everyone has this like idea, this fantasy of who they want and they're always chasing for it. And that's a terrible mentality to have. And like something that I pride myself on is being able to acknowledge oh my god not me just like ranting right now so sorry brandon will be here soon <laughs> i said not me ranting um i something that i genuinely pride myself on is when i'm in relationships i can acknowledge that there are better looking people out there you know someone who may be a better match for me whatever but something that i've done a really good job of obviously like loyalty like you choose to be with the person you want to be with. You know what I mean? You have to acknowledge that there will always be someone hotter. There will be always someone smarter. There will be blah, blah, blah. But what you have in front of you, if you work at it, you you water it, it'll be the best thing ever. So The good foundations are there. They'll the grow good, to yeah. a nice, strong, sturdy tree. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I get really bummed because I feel like we are – the American culture now is so – independent so selfish like 
everyone is just for themselves and like that is fine to like you should you should care about yourself especially in the age that we are the 20s like we we should be selfish in this time um but that selfishness can really really ruin your life in the future I think I think that some point you have to be selfless and be a partner and I mean and it's not for everyone that's just a monogamous relationship because I know there's so many other types of relationships out there but the one that I'm personally searching for is a committed monogamous relationships I'm not really into like the swinger shit I'm not really into like you know the kinky winks like i mean kinky winks whatever it is but like not swinging like i don't like that i just think mm. that's just not for me that's just not for me and it is for some not her cup yeah, of tea not my cup of tea but like brandon like tell us about your i mean tell us about like your story? perspective maybe not life story yet but like your perspective like how is dating for you versus like a heterosexual relationship well since you started with a background i'll just give my yeah. background <laughs> So I think for me, my parents got divorced before I was even able to remember. So I come from a divorced household and all of my life, my parents have been separated and not together. And it's been really interesting to kind of live through that and see like obviously being friends with Malika and see how her parents and their relationship is so strong. Whereas like my parents are still friends, but they're not together. And the impact it kind of had, I think my dad took it very hard because I think from his culture, like when you find the one and like you want to marry them, you don't get divorces, especially when you have a kid. Like that's like, once you have a kid, like in Jamaican culture, like that's it. Like you're with that woman for the rest of your life. Whereas like my mom is American, black American. And she comes from a culture where like, if it's not working out, then like it's time to go. Like, and I personally like agree with aspects from both of it. Like I do, I'm a strong believer that people can change over time and grow, grow into different people. And I don't necessarily think that makes you bad for wanting a divorce. I think it just is a part of life. Like, my parents are still really, really good friends. Can they ever be married again or date again? Um, I don't think so. Because if you used to see the fights I used to have, <laughs> yeah. no. And I think that just tells us that it is possible to change. And it's not always for the good. It can be the bad. Yeah. And I think that is also a huge difference between Malika and I. Because I think the way her culture and the way she was brought up and the way she thinks is, like, you find someone and you're there and, like, there is no, like... Getting out of it. There is no getting out. Like, if there's something wrong, you guys work on that. Yeah. Where it's, like, I'm a strong believer. Like, you can find that person and you can grow together. But, like, at the end of the day, if you've tried everything... And you grow apart. And you grow apart, you're then, to, yeah. like, it's okay. Like, it it happens, you know? Like... Yeah. And I think my like two cents on that is like, I truly believe divorce is necessary when it's toxic or abusive. I am a strong, if you are getting abused in any way, please leave the relationship. I think my problem with divorce is if you just fall out of love or, you know, you're just not feeling it for a little bit. I think in those situations, there's things that you can do to spice up the relationship. And if you try for years and years and it's really not working, then I understand. But I think that once you're in a marriage and there's no toxicity and it's just like the feelings aspect, it should be a mutual decision to have a divorce. It should not be one-sided. I don't, I, I think once you have that commitment, you should abide to it. And that's like, like, I think a lot of people are going to raise their eyebrows at that because it's different. It's just different. The way you were raised really impacts the way you view relationships. I also think now, and especially like with our culture, the way like 
I guess Gen Z or millennial, like mm-hmm. there's not as much value on marriage in general. Yeah, bro. Like oh I, I feel like people get married thinking that like, oh, if anything happens, like I can always get a divorce. Whereas like, I hate your that. parents didn't have that option. You know, like yeah. once you're married, like there you're is married. no option. You know. Yeah, and it's like funny because it is actually genuinely always an option like you're never actually tied to someone but i think i just really respect like the cultures where you do decide to try to make it work until you really can't yeah so that's a little background i mean i yeah i think the next what what else should we talk about next so i think we should talk about our previous relations oh no we need to talk about um our relationship history should we or should we talk about like we can either talk about our relationship history or we can talk about your experience in your dating culture like how have you been dating you know what i mean versus how oh my I've gosh been yeah, dating. i totally forgot to answer that miss malika sorry i didn't do much <laughs> all right so i think a gay as a gay person or a gay man in general i think the dating scene is a lot different from so different straight- heterosexual i guess is the proper term and it's weird because once i came out i just was thrown into this culture and like the society that i had no previous experience in and it's very hookup oriented Mm -hmm. so like you'll meet someone like you'll meet a guy and they'll be like oh like are you trying to hook up and like (laughs) i'm down (laughs) but like what's your name you know yeah so i feel like that is kind of like the whole of the gay culture and then also, like, it's really interesting because there is, like, also a lot of people who are in like, poly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are in open relationships, like, on Grind or Scruff or all these gay dating websites, like, looking for, like, a just fun outside or, of the relationship or yeah. a third or, like, to play. And there's also, like, a lot of cheating going on yeah. in the gay society, in the gay culture. You have guys married to guys who want to cheat. You have guys married to women who want to cheat. Oh, my God. You have just a lot of like the things you have seen dude yeah the things that brandon has seen is absolutely astronomical i've seen a lot of stuff and i've also that's like cheating on someone has never been my thing but i know other people who would do it my personal opinion on like enabling cheating is that like i wouldn't want it done to me so why would i do it it to someone someone else else? and i feel like karma is a bitch so like (laughs) i would never want to be in a situation where i like have had an affair or something with some somebody's person and then like later on in life i get cheated on and devastated oh yeah i feel like if that happens i can only expect to get cheated on yeah i get that i totally get that you're like i was like a part of the problem yeah yeah and also i feel like dating and gay culture is very like you have to imagine that the gay society is very small Mm -hmm. so everybody knows each other (laughs) i'll follow let's say i meet john on instagram or um so I meet him and he's gay and I follow him. He is most likely mutual friends with three other guys that I've hooked up with in my life. <laughs> so like everyone knows each other. And so it's like funny. They all have either hooked up or like know each other through a mutual friend. Yeah. And I think that is a lot of the gay guys out there. But there are a f- some gay guys that aren't like that. And those are kind of like the guys you have to find. and like, It's like rare. Work key. hard to find too. Mm-hmm. And also I would say in general, not that many people want a relationship. Yeah. Like, I would say people just, like, hook up and then, like, forget who you are and add you to the list. And then, like... I kind of wonder why that is, though. Like, why do a lot of gay guys just not want a relationship? I think at the end of the day, gay guys are still men. 
So, yeah. Oh, like, Lord, I forgot about that. I think we're a little horny. <laughs> <laughs> you said we think with our dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that is lead, the leading factor. Yeah. And then, like, I also think that it's just a different perspective because I feel like gay guys are more into the kinky stuff. Mm-hmm. And they like to, like, fool around, like, three ways and stuff and, like, shit that you typically wouldn't do in a heterosexual relationship. And if you do do it, it's, like, um, abnormal or different. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in my community, that's very normal. Accepted. And accepted. Yeah. And, like, people have parties and stuff like that. Like, swinging. Oh, God. That's, like, yeah. just common. So... That's really interesting. And I'm still, this isn't an all, a tell-all, because I'm still learning and, like, developing opinions. This is my perspective and what I've learned so far. I can tell you the fulsome gay dating scene is not it. And I'm (laughs) so ready to move out. Usually the best scenes are going to be, like, your city. So, like, LA, San Francisco. Oh, and then also, let me fill you in. The gay community for as a black man is hella racist. (laughs) No way. Yeah. No way. I did not know that. It's so weird. Guys will have it's. I would say being black, and then a lot of people don't like Asians. They're like what? They will have in their profile. They're like no blacks, no Asians. <gasps> they're like only white guys or Latinos. Oh my god. Like, oh okay. I mean like that's fucked up. It is fucked up, but like I'm like okay, like that's fuck really you. Fucked You're up. missing out, but but still, what the fuck? And then also, people like sexualize you. It's like there's just shit you have to watch out for that like you wouldn't have to watch out for Ew, that's insane yeah, it's really it's really crazy it's really crazy also like El Dorado Hills <laughs> I just like remember like like just like seeing like dads on the profiles oh I showed you have I showed you Grindr before I think you've shown me oh just like God, you're yeah. like I think this person's in a marriage like I can like I feel like I showed like, a you lot of DL before, people. like if you pull up Grindr like no Facebook no face pic no bio or anything they're like they call it dl which is down low Mm -hmm. and that most likely means that like they're a in the closet b in a marriage (laughs) yeah or something and like it's just so freaky to me because like even people that we went to or like members in lifetime like one time i was through and i'm like wait wait a damn minute who are you you said wait a minute like it's just crazy like all the shit i've seen in my three years of being out (laughs) legit I think it's really interesting. Like, I, it's so different. It is so, so, so different. Like, and there are, like, a lot of, I mean, obviously, like, there, it's a spectrum. Sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah. People have polyamorous relationships, you know, whatever, whatever is your cup of tea. But it's just, like, so cool to, like, listen to Brandon's version or, like, his life, like, his dating life versus, like, my dating life. It's just so different. It's yeah. so cool. So I think now it's time to crack our relationship history and then we can get into just casual dating, I guess, and like our sneaky links and shit and like college and all that good stuff. So let's get into it. Oh, relationships, relationships. Me and Brandon, Brandon, how many relationships have you been in? One? So I've been in zero relationships, mm. one situationship. Don't act. That was a relationship. It was a situation. That was a relationship. It was a situation. You literally said that was my boyfriend. It was yeah, but I feel like now that I've grown, it was a situationship. I'm excited to get into that story. I think that story is real cool. But for me, I've been in two relationships. Um, I guess. What did you learn from each relationship? 
you know, that's something I'm still, I guess like, I'll give you guys a little bit of background on each relationship because they were vastly different. And I can kind of get into like what I've learned. So my very first boyfriend, I started dating him in uh, my like end senior year of high school. He was two years older than me. And Ooh, I, an older man. An older man, but he did <laughs> not act <laughs> like he was an older man. Yeah, legit. Um, he, so yeah, we started dating when I was about to graduate high school. And at the time, I was very naive when it came to all of that because I, here's a little insight. I was always really, really insecure in high school. I don't know if my friends ever really knew that. I feel like I did put up a really good front, but I was super insecure in high school. I was surrounded by beautiful fucking people. I mean, my Persian girls, you guys are stunning, one of a kind, unique in your own way. <laughs> like, it's really hard being friends with like gorgeous ass people. I'm sorry. It is. But what if they think that same thing about you? I don't, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But like in high school, I remember my little puny little big nose, hairy ass bitch, Persian ass was very Not insecure. You roasting your existence. No, legit. <laughs> I was very insecure because I just always felt like any guy that I had a crush on in high school was always asking me about one of my friends. They'd be like, they'd like, you know, we would be chatting and then they'd be like, so how's blah, blah, blah. And, like, to me, that was, like, an instant mood killer. Like, I'd just literally be like, okay, anyways. So, <laughs> like, I was always – it just fed into that insecurity. And so I never really had prospects in high school. I mean, I definitely – Prospects. Prospects. I mean, there – I mean – You were in a couple entanglements. Entanglements, but they were just, like, little, like, kid-like hookup things. Like, yeah, my, my first, like, making out, my first this, whatever. I – um. But I, I, there was no one that ever, like, really wanted to date me, I would say. Or at least I never felt like I was, like, confident enough to, like, attract that kind of person or who, someone who would want to date me. So then I guess in high school when I started working at Pinkberry, met this guy. I thought he was a complete asshole. Um, but I found that very intriguing at the time. He was an asshole, but, like, he was that was asshole. his personality. That was his personality. But I just remember, like, in the back of my head, I was like, there has to be more. Like, I was like, he can't really be an asshole. Like, I feel like he's soft inside. I don't know what was wrong with me. I'm like, girl, you should just take it as it is and learn from that because <laughs> never again. But I ended up date. I started dating this guy who, on the front, like, to everyone, was an asshole. And... He ended up being really sweet to me in the beginning. Like, he would treat me right for the first um, month and a half. And I remember, you know, introducing to him to all of my friends, all of my family, everyone. I shit you not. Everyone disliked him. I did not have one friend who liked him. Okay. That's where we differ. I liked him. <laughs> you liked him because we worked with him. Like, we were all friends. Yeah, we were all friends. But, like, you kind of had to like him. Like, I... I mean, we all worked to e with each other. We had our own inside jokes. Of course you liked him. But, like, all of my friends who, like, like my girlfriends, my parents, my cousins, no one liked him. And I should have taken that as a big red, red flag. But at the time, I was like, they don't know the real him. Like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, mysterious. Yeah, I was like, no, they don't know the real blah, blah. Like, I, I know the real him, whatever. Ended up being in that relationship for close to two years uh like a year a little over a year and a half it was the most toxic relationship i have ever been in um i think i honestly and this is really terrible to say i think i got into that relationship just wanting a boyfriend 
I had never had one before and he intrigued me and I thought that he was going to treat me right. So I jumped in and at the time I was like, I want a boyfriend. Um, by like three months into our relationship, I had, it was started to be toxic and that toxicity did not die for the rest of the relationship. It was bad. It was really bad. We would fight over the dumbest shit. We were both also really immature. I was so young. Like I would fight over the stupidest shit, but like he wouldn't have, he didn't make it better by like trying to fix it. Like he would just like be like, well, you're, you're crazy. You're too clingy. You're like this, that, and whatever. So that relationship ended up actually i'll i'll talk about why that ended because actually brandon has to do with it It, ouch ouch no not in a bad way but pretty much um me and brandon got so that one big fight that i kind of talked about in the first episode our only our only fight our big fight happened on it's like november december of 20 what was it 18 yeah 2018 me and Brandon were in a big fight. This was our first like genuine fight where Brandon literally stopped talking to I me. I fully dropped her ass. I was he like, we're fully not dropped me. I think he unfollowed me on stuff. Like I, I was immature back then too. <laughs> I mean, we both were. But like Brandon dead ass dropped me. Like I, I would text him and he would just not reply. And I remember crying to my boyfriend about it at the time. And I just be like, I don't get it. I don't get why Brandon's not talking to me. Like I miss him. I love him. Blah, blah, blah. And he knew how sensitive I was about the situation. And then Brandon pretty much was like, we can talk after finals. So I had to wait like practically like two weeks. No, I remember like, when did you guys break up? Because you showed up at my house. Were we not on talking terms then? We weren't. No, Mal- I remember Malika oh, fully my- showed up at my house. She's like, come outside now. And I, fully, I was fully ready to like roast her ass and like cuss her out. But then she started <laughs> crying. And I was like, fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> actually, you know what happened? So this was, oh my God, I do remember this. Because my I broke up with him the day I had my last final. So pretty much Brandon was like, we'll talk after finals. And I remember i was out and about and me and my ex-boyfriend at the time boyfriend got in a fight over text and we were going back and forth it was during the holiday season so he said something stupid like well you're not allowed to come to dinner with me and my family and i was just like the fuck you're really gonna uninvite me from like christmas dinner yeah i don't even remember why we were fighting it was so dumb but he pretty much said something like well you're uninvited and i was just like you're really gonna uninvite me from like christmas dinner blah blah and then he said, no wonder Brandon doesn't fuck with you anymore. That's so rude. It's literally <laughs> ingrained in my brain. That was the last thing he said to me until I, that was it. He said that. And he, for me, that was like, you knew how sensitive this topic was. And Brandon is to me, like, that's my best fucking friend. And you know, I'm crying, dying, throwing up about this entire fight for a month now. And he fucking said that to me. And I just remember, I, I literally was like, okay, that's it sends a fat paragraph breaking up with him over text didn't even want to see him i was like and i never wanted i never would want to end a relationship over text i think that's immature but at that point i hadn't made up my mind i was like i'm done i've i've been wanting to do this for quite a while and that was the cherry on top so we ended up breaking up and me and Brandon, that's when I showed up to Brandon's house and cried to him. Literally outside of my door, she yeah. texted me. She's like, come outside. <laughs> I said, bitch. But also, like, it was weird during that time because we didn't see each other for, like, a month. Yeah, so he, and, he like, had no idea what literally happened. Yeah, I didn't know. He's and like, the, you guys were fine. Like, what happened? Yeah, because last time when I was friends with her, at the, the last time we hung out, they were good. They were, like, chilling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's also weird that we didn't see each other for a month because we worked together. Did we just ignore each other at work? Yeah, I think you ignored me fully. Oh, I was so petty. You were so rude. <laughs> anyway, you're so the sorry, reason but... I have issues. Just kidding. <laughs> I think you deserved it. Like, no, I, I, no I was an asshole. I think I said something really fucked up. Oh, I remember. But that's that's another time. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And, you know, I ended up, you know, like, it was fine. I cried about it for a little bit. But I that, that relationship was overdue. Like, we needed to break up. And we... <laughs> That led up to Hot Girl Summer, but that's Hot another podcast. Hot Girl Summer. I mean, no, we'll talk about it in this one, when we, the casual dating part. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So I had I had a mini, tiny blip in the system where I, like, not even a hoe phase. I've always, like, I've always, I think I've, like. You need a hoe phase. I need a hoe phase. Like, I don't think I have had a hoe phase yet, and I think that's kind of gross to say at age 22. But, like, I, I've never, I have not fully immersed in casual dating hookup culture, and I feel like I need to get that out of my system so that I will never have any curiosities at all. Um, but I kind of, like, started to casually date, and it was, like, stupid, like, had maybe, like, one hookup, and it was tragic. Had like, a motorcycle ride. Yeah, that summer was really fun. Summer <laughs> of 2019, I, like, I was, like, super confident. Oh, yeah, that's – so that's when I had, like, my whole, like, glow up with Lifetime and my 60-day body and my Coachella body and, like, all that. And I started working at Spaghetti Factory and just, like, overall, I, like, was attracting people because I was confident and attractive in myself. And, you know, then I start – so then I went to Berkeley. So then that fall, I started school at Berkeley, and I remember I fully came to Berkeley with the mindset of – she fully came. She's like, I'm going to be a hoe. I'm going to be. Not even a hoe. I said, it's time to shine. It's time to meet people. <laughs> I said, I'm at the top business school in America. I'm getting myself a finance man. I'm getting myself someone so, like, educated. I was, like, an educated man. Like, oh, my, there's so much opportunity here. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I was fully, fully in the mindset of I will not be committing to absolutely anyone. And then guess what happened, babes? I committed to someone in a month and a half in the way that my relationship in college happened is absolutely horrendous. Like it's just not horrendous, but it's just like, it's odd the way that it happened. But I like, I think I also love the way that it happened. It's really interesting. So I end up meeting this one guy who, he was in a business club with me. Um, I thought he was really cute, but like obviously I had my sights on multiple people. He was just one of them. Malika had her cards in the day. I had I had guys that I thought were cute in every club that I was a part of. But he was in my one business club. I thought he was really cute. He ended up being my in quotations big. And I don't get that twisted with Greek life, guys. It's not Greek life. He was literally younger than me. It was just business clubs are different. It was weird. I so he ended up being my big and I like literally was like oh my god like I was literally crying dying throwing up I literally remember I have a video in my snapchat memory of me being like oh my god like I got the guy that I wanted like blah 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 so I ended up we ended up hitting it off like at one of our socials and we like made out whatever and I came home and like shout out to Sophie my roommate at the time I came home and I was like guess what eh. like <laughs> I was like it happened and I was like anyways on to the next like literally I like just in my brain checked him off as like okay off the roster on to the next and I remember the next fucking morning this man 
literally messages me. Like, he just texts me. And he's like, hey, like, hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember being like, the fuck? You're like, is this a dream? <laughs> no, I literally was like, bitch, I thought we just, like, made out and You're that like, was this all. Is thank you next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, you want to talk? I thought we were just going to make out and, like, move on. Yeah. Like, I just I just thought that's You're what. Like, I was trying to hit and quit. Wrong yeah, number. <laughs> exactly. I said, I think you misdialed. Um, at the time, I, I just thought college, like, I had this perception of college where it was just a huge hookup culture where just people hit it and quit it and, like, never hear from them again. So when I heard from this guy, I was like, why are you, like, why are you talking? talking to me i thought like you have prospects because at the time he was also like i knew that he was like hooking up with another girl in the club so i was like why are you talking to me he ended up then asking me out on a date and i remember i went straight to my roommate and my best friend val i started crying guys i shit you not i was crying to them because i was like i don't want to go on this date i was like he's a great guy he's so nice i don't want to go on this date and they were like, are you, like, get it together. Like, why the fuck don't you want to go on a date? It's just, they were like, it's just a date, Malika. It's just a date. It doesn't mean anything. And I was like, I don't want to put myself in a position to like someone. Like, I don't want to do that. I just want to have fun. And they were just like, Malika, you're thinking too much into it. Like, it's just a date. So I was like, okay, maybe you're right. I'm just going to give this guy a chance. We'll go on a date and that will be it. So we end up going on this date. Ends up being one of the best dates I've ever had. We got along so well, so naturally. It just, we just clicked. We just. It always happens like that's that. That's always how it works. We just clicked as natural as possible. And since that date, we then started to hang out almost every day. He would literally just randomly text me and be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'd be like at the library or something stupid. I'd be like, oh, just studying. He'd be like, oh, cool. Can I come hang? Like, can I come study with you? And, like, I was just never used to something like this. I've never had someone, like, my ex-boyfriend of two years would never put effort to see me. Like, I had to literally force him to hang out with me. So when this guy who I don't even know is like, hey, like, can I come study with you? Like, I was, like, shook. I was like, okay, um, okay, like, this is happening. Like, sure. And mm -hmm. I thought it was super casual because at the time this kid was going to study abroad in China the next semester so mentally I had a I had a deadline like I was like this is not going anywhere like this is will not be going anywhere because he is leaving and why would we start long distance right when you just started. when we just met you know yeah. what I mean so wait so when he was going to China mm -hmm. like did you know that already from day one yeah so I there, you like yeah I literally had we were like I thought we were both on the same page of like oh, we're not going to talk, like, when you go to China. Like, I also wanted to, like, be oh, single. Oh, like, we be single. Yeah, and, like, at this time, guys, like, you need to know, you need to understand that, like, we had just started talking. So, to me, I was just, like, Ugh, whatever. Like, w I want to be, like, I still want to be single. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, I, I still want to be single. This guy's great, but, like, I still want to be single. The shit that happened, the shit that unraveled in the next week is absolutely insane. We ended up just honestly flowing so well so naturally we really really enjoyed each other's company it just felt really nice and i remember he we were at his house one night and like i think he said something like i think we were talking oh <laughs> i said something fucking catty like so how many other girls do you do this with <laughs> malika's rude ass <laughs> well, because we were just we, we were literally watching like movies every night and just like in each other's vicinity and like smoking weed and just being like a college like couple and i just remember being like so how many other girls do you do this with 
And he literally was like, none. Like, and he was like, I don't do this with anyone else. He's like, to be quite honest with you, like, there was a girl I was hooking up with right before I met you, but I have not seen her since we started talking. And he, like, showed me the text. He's like, she's been, like, like, she's tried to Uber herself over. And I literally said no. Not the Uber. Yeah. And then he said something like, I really like you. Like, I think he's like, I'm looking for something more exclusive. And I remember at the time just being like kind of shook, didn't know what to say, didn't know what I wanted. And maybe that's where the downfall occurred. But like, don't act. I feel like inside you were like, yes. I just, I think I've never really had someone like actually like pursue me like that. And so I was like, well, and I remember at the time my brain automatically thought, why would I let go of someone who is so sweet and has been treating me so right for the idea of like hookup culture for the idea of like just being single and so I told him I was like you know what yeah I'm down to be exclusive and then that weekend we went to a frat party together and he introduced me as his girlfriend like we literally met his friend and he was like hey this is my girlfriend Malika you're like wait I literally died inside (laughs) I was like I was like dying in a good way like I was like oh my god like I really made a frat guy like fucking commit to me and then introduce me yeah boot up in like a week i'm not even it was a week it was a week it was a week and that's the insane part of this all because when you look back and when this all started i remember all of my friends were like um girl it's going a little fast fast and in the back of my head i was always like very very terrified of how fast it was happening but at the same time it felt really natural like it didn't feel forced it felt like everything was just flowing and i didn't want to like I didn't want to let my insecurities and fears come into in the middle of something that was genuinely really good at the time. And so we ended up dating and we had a couple chats, not going to lie. We had a couple chats about like what we would do um, when he goes to China. And we actually looked into like we actually like discussed having an open relationship. We discussed breaking up and like maybe getting back together when he came back. And then our third option was doing long distance. But we never made a decision because it was still too soon. Fast forward to two months later when he's literally about to go. Like he, we like winter break hits. And I just realized I'm like going really in depth on this relationship. It has to do with the fact that this is my most recent relationship, but whatever. So we ended up, you know, um, having a chat right before he was about to be shipped off to China. And I stood my ground. I was very proud of myself at this time because I had fully realized that I have feelings for this dude. I was like, I don't think I can share him to be quite honest with you. In too deep. In too deep. I was in too deep. I had allowed myself to catch the feelings. And so I had a chat with him and I was like, Hey, listen, like, I like you. I don't want to share you. I don't think I'm open to an open relationship anymore. And if that is something you still want, or if you want to be single in China, I fully understand, but that's just where I'm at. And I know that rocked him. Like, I remember he was just shook because he was like, uh, because I think he had the idea that we were going into this long distance or into this open relationship because we had discussed it, you know? And so I felt kind of bad because I like went back on like what I had discussed with him. But at the end of the day, like, if I like you and I want to be just committed to you, that is what I want to do. And if you don't want that, then we're not going to be together. Yeah. And he fully understood that and literally was like, he was like, I get that. And he ended up texting me that night and being like, Malika, I want to be with you. I'm down for doing long distance. You've made me so happy and blah, blah, blah. 
He's like, fuck China. Yeah, he said, you know what? Yeah, he said, fuck it. Let's do it. And I literally was like, oh, my God. Like, I was literally crying. Well, I think at this point, it's like, where's the ring? I said, so I wanted this cut. (laughs) Yeah. No, literally, I was so happy to hear that because I was like, wow. So the the feelings are mutual. So I thought. (laughs) And so fast forward, COVID hits. Corona, Miss Corona comes out of the wazoo. So she came in real hot. hot. So my ex's trip actually fully got canceled. And that time that he had spent back at Berkeley, we ended up really, really getting close, getting to know each other a lot more. Now, looking back, I fully would have thought that that relationship would have ended if we went to China because we were way too early. We both went into it with the mindset that we were going to be single. And then like, it was just a mess to be honest. So the fact that coronavirus hit and his trip got canceled, we were able to really build a relationship. So I ended up dating him for about almost two years. Literally we were like a month, a month close to two years where he dumped me um out of thin air and not the tears and this was so this is actually really recent guys so right now i'm recording this in what january we broke up in september practically um august 29th to be quite uh, exact on that uh so yeah i mean he we ended up generally having the best relationship i've ever had it was so healthy we definitely had bumps in the road, but it was really nice because he came at it in a way where I was very honest about the insecurities and trust issues that I had that my ex-boyfriend had brought upon me. And he was very much uh, like supported. Like he was like, I something that he said to me in the beginning that has fully resonated with me to this day that I will now look for in future partners is I wanted to break up with him because I was like, hey, I have, I'm really fucked up. Like, I was like, I'm fucked up. I'm scared of ruining this relationship because of my own insecurities. And he literally was like, well, I don't understand why we can't work on those together. And I've just never heard of a man do that. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. You, you want to tussle? Here we go. <laughs> so that's what happened. He ended up genuinely helping me get through a lot of stuff that I had, a lot of trauma. Although he did give me more trauma, um, he did help me. He did show me a healthy relationship. But I feel like that's also like kind of life. Like it you is need, life. like you learn and you hurt. Like you learn and you hurt. That learning is. is how you get hurt, and hurting is how you learn. Exactly. Everything builds to the everything bigger. builds. Like I feel like without that entire relationship, you wouldn't be who you are today. Absolutely agreed. Oh my god! Like I don't think I can ever really say anything bad about this ex, minus the way the breakup happened is absolutely atrocious and yeah, that's so that's the part we gotta work on. That I don't think I'm gonna get into because it's way too soon. Um, but it was really fucked up the way that it went down. Oh my god, guys, so fucked up. But um, just assessing the relationship as itself and him, he's a great guy, great relationship, really showed me what a healthy relationship was. And now I know what to look for and I know what not to look for. There were still some things, some flaws that he had that I will now be looking for in a different partner. So I think that's, you know, a little bit about me. I'm pretty new, like newly single about like four months now and... Yes, ma'am. I don't, I'm not really looking for a relationship. I don't think that's something in my cards for quite a while. I think I've made a commitment to being single until I'm 25. So. I honestly, I tell Malika this all the time, but I think she needs to be single. Yep. Like, absolutely. Her ass has literally been in 
<laughs> two two year relationships back to back. Like we literally graduated high school, two years, two years, like and she's had a month. Not not even a month, like two months, two and a half months of single. No. Yes. Since since X number one and X number two, I had yeah, close you, to a year. But you no, you also have to count like getting January, over a time. Yeah, you're well, yeah. January to August. No, to October. I was single, but I I didn't. I don't think I really really lived you didn't, my single like, life. You no, like, I didn't. So you all of winter you were like, yeah, crying, and yeah. then summer like I feel like winter you were crying and going to the gym, and then summer like you were like, damn, like. Yeah, I I'm had my hot, I had a hot girl summer for a little minute, yeah. and then I got into another relationship yeah. for two years, and so this summer will definitely be hot girl summer part two. You guys just fucking wait. We're going to Hawaii again. Hawaii, Coachella. Fun fact: Malika got hit on in Hawaii our first time, and she had to turn him down. Yeah, I next did. time she won't be turning down. I will not be turning anyone down anymore. <laughs> it was actually such a cute experience. Honestly, I was literally minding my business, like editing a photo. This man literally comes up to me in Hawaii. He's like, "You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen." I literally was like, dead ass. <laughs> it was really nice. Hopefully, I'll be getting a lot more now that I'm actually single. <laughs> um, so It always happens when you're like in a relationship, though. You're like, damn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't, I'm at the time, obviously, didn't bat my eyes about it. I literally well, was yeah, like, lol, anyways. But um, well, hopefully not. Not anymore. Oh, no. But I just think it's, there's just so many things you learn. I think it's critical to be in a relationship, to be honest, even though, it traumatizes you so much, but you do learn so much about yourself. It's just relationships are very hard. They're really like, hard. To be vulnerable with someone, especially to that extent, puts an astronomical strain on who you are as a person. Yeah. And then the risk of losing that vulnerability you shared with that person is also insane too. You build an identity around that person. Exactly. Like if you, part of you is through that person. So like, it's just hard like it is really hard but i'm i've made the commitment of being single i think i just need some time to just be by myself and like i told malika she needs to be single until she's 28 i said 25 i said 28 yeah it's Ew. 28 and something that i honestly stresses me out guys and i'm sure everyone has heard this but it's like it always comes when you least expect it and I literally fully, f I've lived through that. Like, I was not looking for a relationship, and this man's came out of thin air, but then also left in thin air. So it's like, now I'm extra, like, I'm like, I don't even want to let anyone in. Like, I, I don't care if someone comes into my life, like, unexpectedly. Like, you, I'm not going to talk to you. I just don't. I don't. Maybe that's just me, yes, still. Monica said new phone. Who is it? Yeah, I think maybe it's just right now, but, like, maybe in a year check-in on me. Maybe I'll have more sneaky link stories to share. Yeah, we will do this podcast a year from date. <laughs> you said in. a year from now we will check in. I think I think we should get into Brandon's relationship history. <laughs> okay. Are we ready it's to get into Brandon's love life? My turn. I don't know why we're in a singing no, mood today. No, not a singing <laughs> mood. <laughs> Should we, um, if teardrops were, wait, I forgot the lyrics, not the Billy, <laughs> <laughs> but Malika got it. <laughs> so Brandon, let's get into your juicy relationship. My juicy life. fruit. Juicy fruit. Yeah, that, that did not come out as I intended it to. So I'm so I'm sorry. I'm a little shook right now. <laughs> not that type of juicy fruit. Juice as in. I should just stop talking. Yeah, I said okay. let's, <laughs> let's let's get into not, the episode. Yeah, I said, 
<laughs> Let's get into Brandon's part. All right. I think the topic was relationships, right? Yeah. So. Did how, you get into it? I said, how many relationships have you been in, buddy? So I've been in one relationship, situationship type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think to give you guys like a full backstory and a full private story, because this is a private story, I want to dive into a little bit of the coming out process and how that led oh, to yeah. my relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I'm gay. <laughs> surprise! We said surprise, shuddy! <laughs> so I would say probably, actually no, I know senior year, I started having a little bit of confusion. And I remember thinking up until senior year of high school, all this time I was like, oh, I'm just straight, like I'm just awkward. Mm-hmm. Like um, a girlfriend will come, like... Um, I wasn't okay. really trying that hard either. Like other guys would be like asking girls out and like mm-hmm. doing stuff, but like I also didn't care that much at the time. So I thought <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care that much at the time. So senior year, I would always hear rumors or find out that people would be asking. Yeah, they would ask and be like, "Oh, they would ask Malika, Grace, yeah. and a few other of my close friends, like, oh, is Brandon gay?'" And then Malika would always say, "Oh, I don't know. Like he's never." I me. would just say ask Brandon. Like literally, that's what I would say. I'd be like, I don't know. He hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't said anything to me. Ask Brandon. That's exactly what Grace said as well too. She's like, yeah, I, I don't know. So just ask him type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then so I was like, well, I don't think I like guys, but if other people do, maybe I do. So at this point, I was very confused. Just you know, trotting along, living my best life. So. Then second semester senior year came and I still had to have a girlfriend. I was just still living my life. So I was like, okay, you know what? I haven't had any luck with girls. Also wasn't very trying very hard with girls. So I was like, maybe I'll try a guy sometime. And then I was like, (laughs) maybe I'll test the guy out. I'll I'll take, I'll take it for a go. For a a spin. So I remember second semester, my birthday's in December. So it would Mm -hmm. always fall like in the break. So then I downloaded a lovely gay dating website called uh, Miss Grinder. <laughs> Miss Grinder, the one and only. Miss Grinder. And then so I remember downloading it over break. At that time I was super super confused. I was like, what is this app? Like this is low key weird. It was very much hey. How did you know to like download Grinder? Was that just something like in the grapevine that you heard or just did you do research? Like how did you get there? That's actually a really good question. I don't remember. Wait, I also want to know, like, what happened that... Also, like, heads up, me and Brendan haven't really gone, like, deep into this, actually. I like <laughs> So have... this is a learning curve for Malika, it too. It is. It's mainly because I just want to, like, respect your boundaries, and I don't want to, like, poke too much, because I know that it could be, like, not something that you really want to dive deep into. It's I don't traumatic. Know. We'll dive deep into that pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so I know you just said that, like, you went from, you know oh, I'm not, I don't know, maybe a girlfriend will come to let me test out a guy. What was, like, a realization to you of, like, you're attracted to guys? I don't know when that realization materialized, Mm -hmm. but I think I've always had crushes on guys, but I kind of thought that was normal. Oh, okay. Like, I thought, so, for example, like, in the locker room, like, people would be like, oh, so-and-so is so fucking hot. And I was like, oh, okay, like... Like, girl or guy? Like Guys, like, we would just be like, oh, like, so, like, for example, XYZ is hella hot. And I would just be like, oh, yeah, like, they're hella hot, too. And, like, I at the time, like, they're straight just fucking around. Yeah. I, I would just be like, oh, yeah, like, so-and-so's hot. Oh, so interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, like, I feel like guys will always be like, oh, yeah, my friend's so hot, like, dot, dot, dot. 
and they don't mean it like that. I think they're yeah. just fucking around. And like that's where I thought it was like normal. So yeah. That's really interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so I like I I thought like I had I thought certain guys were obviously like attractive, but I didn't know that that attraction was like like beyond my sexuality. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. So then you were like, let me test let me test the guys out. Yeah, so then I got to the point I and I still don't know how like I found where Grinder was. I think I was just um freaking out and like mm-hmm. looking on the app store and like the stuff like that. And I found it and I was curious. So I downloaded the app. And then still this point was December and I was like, Well, you know what? I'm intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> you said fuck. Because Grinder is very much like Too hey, much. It's way too much. Yeah. It's very much, hey, hey, dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> like no warning, no like <laughs> none of, like none of that. Yeah, so it was definitely way too much. So I deleted it. I was like, no, I'm I'm good. This is too much. Mm-hmm. And then I would say when we got back in school in February of 2017, because we it was our graduating year, mm-hmm. February of 2017, I re-downloaded it. And was like, you know what? YOLO. So (laughs) one thing led to another in the Winko parking lot. (laughs) Oh, I'm shitting. Dead ass? Yeah. That's so funny. And actually, funny story. So that was my first time ever. I lost my virginity and my first time ever hooking with a guy. So yeah. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) And then I remember I left my phone in his car. And I I did not have this man's number. So I had to... Oh, no, it wasn't my phone. It was my wallet. I left my wallet in his car. Uh So I had to pray that he would answer me back and then give it back. And we ended up meeting at, like, Sprouts in Eldorado Hills. And he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't look through it. And I I remember telling him, yeah, right. And then, like, (laughs) never spoke to him again. Because, like, if someone... Wasn't your fake David ID in there? I didn't have a David ID at that time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm shitting. (laughs) David hadn't been born. David was not there. So he gave it back and was like, oh, yeah, I didn't look in it. But I remember thinking or saying, like, yeah, right. Because if someone left their wallet in my car, I would look through it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just a sneak peek. Yeah. And at the time, I had, like, my whole life in it. My home address, which I didn't tell him where I lived. My high school address, because I was still a senior in high school. So, yeah, it was just... Just a very interesting time for Mr. Mr. King here. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to throughout that year, probably downloaded and undownloaded Grinder four or five more times just to check in. I would say towards the, the end of the school year and graduation is when I really started getting into it. And there was an incident where I actually had to tell Malika. So Malika found out later that year in summer after graduation mm-hmm. when you were in Europe when I was yeah. like there's something something had happened where I was like Malika I just need to tell you and I I wanted to her, her tell her to her face and I was like I'm gonna tell you when you come back I literally was dying crying throwing up <laughs> every day like trying. did you know no I had no well actually I think I had an inkling because I think the way that you worded it sounded like you were gonna come out to me I'm so dead I wish we still had that text that'd be so funny like frame (laughs) but yeah I was like ready like I was like because I I always had a feeling that you were but also I just like never would want to like like make like that assumption yeah yeah yeah. until you like fully came out or maybe you're not like there are like metrosexual guys out there who are just like you know clean and feminine and they're completely straight so and i remember that that conversation with malika was so funny because i remember telling her 
a joke at first, like something random. And she was like, so what did you have to tell me? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, that was it. Because I chickened out and I wasn't going to tell her. I was like, spill the fucking tea. <laughs> but the joke, I, I can't remember what the joke is, but the joke wasn't, I don't think it was relevant. And Malika was like, no, like, that's not why you told me in Europe. And then yeah. I told her and she was like, oh, no. I forgot exactly what she said, said but something oh no. not uh, not like bad, but she was of course really caring and like yeah. supportive and whatnot. So that was that. That's like my coming out journey. Yeah. Or at least to Malika. Then I I think I told Grace either just before that or right after that. So Grace and Malika were the first two people to know. Mm-hmm. And then I think I told the rest of my friend group summer of 2019. 2019. And we'll get into that juicy story. <laughs> That story is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, and I've kind of just been, my philosophy on that is, has always been, and maybe it'll change one day, but my philosophy is, like, if you're curious to know, you should just ask. Like, because in my mind, like, I don't go around asking, I'm like, oh, Malika, are you straight? Mm-hmm. Like, I know she's straight because we've been friends. And, like, I feel like my sexuality is something that, not necessarily know, I'm but... worried about other people knowing, but I feel like you should have to be close to me to know like I just yeah I also think it's it's a sticky situation for people like on my end because what if that's something you don't want to share what if you're not comfortable enough to come out of the closet what if that's something that you've been literally mentally dealing with for a period of time because you know you've heard stories like for example Colton Underwood like how he was raised in like a very like religious upbringing and like he hated himself for being gay like he literally suppressed that part of his life for so long so it's one of those things where it's like you kind of want your friend to come out to you without like point like poking at it like it's just like are you are you are you like that's none of my business if you're comfortable you come out and you tell me yeah and i get that so i feel like everyone i 100% get what malika's saying i feel like everyone for my situation personally like everyone who like I talk to knows. So I'm not like saying anything else. And the whole coming out journey, like that was just my friends. I would say like during coming out to my parents was a whole nother story. It was very like I don't want to say traumatic, but You came out to both your parents? No, I still haven't come out to my dad yet. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's another story. So I came out to my mom. I actually don't even I think it was summer of twenty nineteen too, to be honest. <laughs> And we were in a fight. I remember, like, we were arguing. <laughs> and she was like, well, you can go live with your dad. And I was like, well, I can't because I'm gay. And she was like, it was so, it was really a scene oh. in the movie. Like, she was like, <gasps> and then I ran <laughs> up to so the bathroom. Cute. Like, I was like, I, I remember packing my stuff. I was like, damn, I'm going to get kicked out. Like, fuck. And then I locked myself in the bathroom because I was, like, obviously crying. And she was crying, too. Oh. And then she, like. After I came out of the bathroom, I was like sobbing, which is rare because I never, no, you never, never cry. <laughs> so she was like, "Oh my god, like you're okay, like I still love you, like dot dot dot." And my mom's like, I wouldn't say super super religious, but she like believes in God. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "Yeah," and like people are gonna try and tell you like that um, God doesn't love you and stuff like this, but like He does and all this. So Aww, it was like, really it was like a, I would say from her, it was a really good experience. Like she did her best. But I think for my dad, it's going to be a little bit different. And I'm still working out a way to figure out how to tell him. Mm-hmm. Because I think for those of you who don't know, my dad is not from America. He was born and raised in Jamaica. And a lot of the times when you are an immigrant, especially from a society 
like Jamaica, whose culture is very much based on religion and is very smaller minded in the sense that they don't see a lot of diversity. It's sexuality, diversity, and skin tone, and just other types of diversity. It's hard because they more or less don't have the same appreciation for it as American and other, yeah, some more other progressive cultures do. I mean, it's the same in Iran too. It's yeah, yeah. it's kind of sad. Yeah. So I'm still trying to work out a way to like tell him. And for the longest time, I was like, oh, I'll tell him when I graduate. When I graduate college, like I'll tell him when this like I keep pushing it out but it's just one of those things that like I have to come with come to terms with it on myself and tell him eventually but like it's tough because you don't want to obviously I love my dad and I don't want to put any strain on a relationship Mm -hmm. because like this will definitely change the relationship so I don't want him to feel like oh like my son doesn't want to hang out with me because I have these feelings and my son doesn't like me because I have these feelings and it's just hard because, like, I don't want to get to a situation where, like, I'm not talking to my dad. And, like, I have had cousins and stuff in the past who have been gay. Or I actually have one. And I have, I've never seen them. Like, he doesn't really come around the family. And I actually, I know his name. And I tried to him up on Facebook. But, like, I can't find him. So I, it would be really interesting to, like, know his side of the story. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I've never, I heard his name mentioned once. And they didn't, he my parents said they didn't, or my dad said he didn't want him around the family because of his sexuality. Damn. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, I would say that part, just, like, emotion was very traumatic and, like, growing up, like, outside of my immediate family, no one was really gay. Like, no one talked about it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, the first gay cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's you always really fun. <laughs> that's always fun, but, like, that's I feel funny. like it's taking me and gonna take me a long time to just come to terms with everything. Like I've, where I was when I told Malika versus where I am now is yeah. such a different place. And like, I'm excited to see where I am. And like, I feel like you embrace it so much more now. Well, yeah. Cause I've just, I've come to the rationale. I mean, when during that time frame, like right before I told you and a little bit after, like I was like, fuck, like, cause it was just so hard. Like I was already so different in high school, like going to a predominantly white high school. Like mm-hmm. I was one of the only black people. And then when black people started coming to our school, they like, didn't we're super sporty they were super sporty and i wasn't i was just like hey (laughs) and (laughs) so i already stood out so i was like fuck like now i'm gonna i stand out even more like i'm i have so many like factors and then like all i wanted to do of course like everyone in high school of course just wants to be accepted and fit in yeah and i think why i excelled outside of high school is because i lost that like what other people think factor now i don't really care like i'm like you're gonna accept me you're not like i am who i am i don't i'm not gonna change Mm -hmm. so yeah so (laughs) that was that so back to the original topic of relationships i would say after i told malika yeah i started like doing the sneaky links the sneaky (laughs) links sneaky links and my philosophy on sneaky link has always been like if I don't know if the person's serious in my life or not. Why should I tell my friends? And it still is. I mean, like, unless something significant happens in the sneaky link, then it's just not worth, like, bringing up every sneaky link I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was sneaky linking, sneaky linking. I think we should definitely um, explain what a sneaky link is, just in case people that are listening don't know our lingo. <laughs> so a sneaky link, um, if you haven't 
you know, picked up on context clues is pretty much a person that you are seeing or hooking up with or whatever, entertaining in any sort of way, but no one knows. Like you have keeping, you're keeping that under the wraps. If anyone asks where you're at, you are at a dinner with your friends or like bullshit like that. Location is off, like shit like that. So I don't have much experience in sneaky links because I'm an open book, but Brandon (laughs) is the king of sneaky links. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Sneaky Link. Um, so you were like sneaky linking a lot and then... Yeah, I was sneaky linking a lot and then I was just living my best life. And then I took a break because sometimes the community I put myself in, especially on Grinder, because at the time that was the only my only way into the community. It's a little bit toxic. So on and off, I would take a break. And then I would say August of twenty. I think it was still 2017, August of 2017, I started, I downloaded again and I met this guy. Mm-hmm. And then things started to get a little bit more serious. We were like, um, I would say like at the time I thought it was dating, but I guess the term now yeah. is just exclusive. So this guy, he was older than me. He was in a relationship and no, I don't condone cheating. I would never cheat. Mm-hmm. But his situation was a little bit different because he was actually in an open relationship. Yep. And if you don't know what that is, an open relationship is like um, two people are still dating, but they have mutually come to the decision that they can see people outside of the relationship and at what capacity they have to decide themselves. Yep. So I guess his capacity was he could see me because his boyfriend who I met and fully had a conversation, we got dinner a couple of times, like I met him. He was always really cool with it, didn't really care, but he also had a boyfriend. So that situation was just... I loved him and I loved the situation and I, no, I didn't love the situation actually. Let me rephrase that. The situation (laughs) was definitely a learning curve for me because obviously it was my first like exclusivity type of relationship. And then also it was my first time being like a side in an open relationship. So it was just a lot of learning things that had to pile up. And I was also so young Mm -hmm. and then obviously he was older. So he had like a little bit more knowledge. So that was attractive, but we ended up ending things. <laughs> so we we decided to stop hooking up and being exclusive in summer of 2019. Which is when you told me. Which is when, or I when t- you told the entire group. I, I told Malika about the relationship, the sneaky links I had been doing. And then I told the rest of the group that I was gay. And I remember telling them and then... Um, I don't know what we were doing, but we were drunk out of our minds. Oh, yeah. We were in Santa Cruz. So this is the Santa Cruz trip. This is like the, the infamous Santa Cruz the trip. Infamous. This this is our favorite freaking trip. Um, But a lot was spilled on this trip. Everyone was vulnerable. We were drunk out of our minds and going off. We were literally going off. It started out as fun. Like we were, Well, it was, it was really fun, but we were like drunk on the beach. And then we got drunk super early. So I would say we got drunk and we were all like capped yeah. by two. So we went back to the hotel. We were drunk, partying in the hotel. Then we were hungry. So we started walking back to the pier. We went to the pier. We had to walk, of course, and we were all drunk. And then I forgot what set it off, but Malika or someone said something, and I was really upset. And I just yelled at Malika, and I was like, well, I've been seeing this guy for two years, and we he just we just broke up or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, what? Ah. I literally remember he was crying, dying, throwing up, and literally was like, well, I just got out of a three-year relate or two-year relationship and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, let's back the fuck up. <laughs> Malika's like, pause. I said, wait, pause. I'm so sorry you're crying. What do you mean two-year relationship? Because at the time, obviously, guys, like, 
I was also in a two-year relationship and I had absolutely no idea. Like I literally was like, holy shit, this entire time I've been crying, dying, throwing up to you about my dumbass relationship and you're just taking it all in and not even like ever talking to me about yours. And that just broke my heart because I was like, damn, like it's like weird because it's like that's your best fucking friend and you think you know everything about them. And it was just one of those eye openers where it was like, damn, you really don't always know everything about someone. But I was really happy that you were telling me like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I spilled the beans. And then at that time, it was just Malika and Grace. And they were like, because oh, I was bawling my eyes out, yeah. which again is rare because I don't cry that often. And then our other three friends were like, getting upset because they were like why like why aren't you telling us like what's yeah, the secret they saw us like in the corner and i was like i'll tell you guys later because i was just so at that time i was so emotionally overwhelmed yeah because like i had just came out and then also like i was just stopped seeing someone so it was just so overwhelming and then like yeah so i ended up telling everyone <laughs> and then we all ended up being friends like kumbaya like everyone was Literally. so close we all had like I remember we were all revealing, like, our lifetime secrets and shit. <laughs> like, it was just, like, literally it like was, a camping it, Everything was spilled. Everyone said something that night. <laughs> it was so fun. But. Other than that, that was my one experience with the relationships. I haven't been in another relationship since. Of course, I've had my share of sneaky lunks. <laughs> sneaky lunks. <laughs> but. I mean, yeah, I mean, do you want to get into other sneaky links or? Yeah, we can. I would say none of them are memorable. <laughs> I'm dead. But like, we can. So, oh, we could talk about my college sneaky link. Ooh. So I started, I off and on seeing this guy from college. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was super cute. I remember, I actually told Malik about this one. I was like, oh, there's this guy we met on Tinder. He's super cute. And then I sent Malika, like, his Instagram. Yeah. And she was like, oh, he is cute. And then so we started hanging out a couple times. And we went to Target and, like, shopped. And I always had the biggest crush on him. Like, I was like, fuck, he's hella hot. <laughs> but he kind of did me dirty. I'm he would, so He would, like, I would be like, hey, want to hang out? He wouldn't reply. Like, he was busy. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I stopped. I, g- I gave him the same energy that he was giving me. And then he started, like, hitting me up. He was like, hey, like, let's hang out. Like, we need to hang out. So we started, like, hanging out. I went over to his house a couple times, and it was cool because he at the time he had his own place because it was COVID, so not that many people were living on campus. So his, like, college dorm or whatever was empty. He was like, yeah, just come over and chill, and we would, like, hang out, and, like, I was full around. Mm-hmm. And then I remember right after – graduation so like june 2021 we hooked up again and i was like oh i'm leaving and he was like damn dude like that sucks but he was good Mm -hmm. pretty good experience i'm so dead (laughs) (laughs) you said pretty good experience i would say (laughs) but overall like i feel like you have lived a motherfucking life oh my god i have relationship situationship like i feel like i see a lot of shit too like sometimes Oh, I remember oh this is a little God. off topic, but I remember going to my first like gay club and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like another gas moment. I was like, oh my goodness. There's but- just so much in your world that like, I feel like a lot of people don't know about and it's because they probably don't have someone close to them who is in that world. And it's just like, 
it's really cool like it's really interesting i think it is really cool you just see a lot and then it's also cool because like i feel like as like a member of the lgbt community mm-hmm. and like gay and like lesbian and like trans and like everyone like i feel like you can see it from both both perspectives yeah. like you can see like the heterosexual side because like at one point you thought you were heterosexual yeah exactly so you're like well i can see it from this side because that's now, like, like the fucking in quotations norm yeah. like yeah that's very interesting um yeah i think um <laughs> we're like <laughs> wow we really just unpacked everything here literally i think but to conclude my my portion of the episode I think what's next for myself is to really see where things go. I, I'm moving out in February to a new state, Washington State. Um, Washington State. <laughs> well, like, I didn't want them to think it was D.C. <laughs> but, you yeah, said I'm, none of that. <laughs> I'm moving to Washington, and I think that will be a good experience for me just because, like, I've never had, like, guys over to my house because, like, oh, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, are, are they going to meet my mom? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when you were in Riverside. Yeah, they would come over to my, oh, that's true. They would come over to my house. I guess I haven't had guys over in a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. About six months. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, Malika? What about me? What are your concluding thoughts? My concluding thoughts are that, you know, I think everything happens for a reason as much as I don't really want to like grasp that I think it does and like I think however you view relationships that's how you view them and there's probably someone out there who also views relationships the same way and that's something I'm trying to learn and like trying to accept is that not everyone loves the way that I do not everyone accepts relationships the way that I do um not everyone has the same idea on marriage as I do and so that's something I'm trying to really test out and like find someone who is like-minded in that sense where we really align on what we're looking for and what we want in our futures so yeah those are kind of my concluding thoughts you really won't know until you try I guess and although that comes with heartbreak and vulnerability I guess you gotta do it until you find your person Um, but I will not be doing that for quite some time Malika said you can do that, but not me. I said you go off. Me, I'll be in the back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think with that, you guys, I'm so sorry if this is really long, but me and Brandon feel like this is a topic that we really wanted to get into and be vulnerable about. Exactly. The red table talk needed to happen. It needed to happen. And you guys now know a lot about us (laughs) in a vulnerable, uh, way um but aside from that i think it's time to wrap up this episode of wrap it up not so sneaky links with that i think we should do a little cute little segment that we usually do okay material girl (laughs) so i think this week what do you want to go over i don't know yeah oh that just came out right yeah this so coachella lineup actually came out like a couple weeks ago Oh my god. Coachella and Malika and I will be going. We've we been going be since there. 2019. Yes. Um so little little fun fact, me and Brennan love Coachella. We love music festivals like just in general. Uh we've just had such a blast. Actually this like 2 weeks ago or I think a week ago we had a Jack Harlow moment Jack which Jack Harlow. We will get into wait, that. Wait, wait. 
Jack Harlow wants to date a nurse. <laughs> Too bad I'm not a nurse. I will um, be going back to school. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, uh, that is going to be an episode. Uh, actually, next week, we're going to be talking about spontaneity. And we'll really talk about um, our Jack Harlow moment. So if you guys saw that on our social media, just wait. Yeah, just, just wait. Just wait. Um, but aside from that, Coachella, I love the lineup, and I know that's such a controversial topo, topic, topic, because I think I I think I have a really broad range of music tastes. You do for, though. I really do. Like I, I feel like sometimes when I get into your car, like I'm like, oh damn, this is good. Like, and then sometimes you put me on, even though we don't necessarily like listen to the same exactly. music. Exactly. I don't like the idea of being closed off to like one genre. Like I love everything except. For country music, I am so sorry. I just cannot get into it. Maybe lock them doors and turn the lights. Like I just can't. Like, and I've tried. I've really tried. I just cannot. But this, I mean, this lineup really encompasses everyone that I like. Really listen to. It's Even, like, very like diverse. too. Exactly. It's like the tiniest artist that, yeah. for example, role model. Like he's a really tiny artist that I listen to. Aligate is another one. Um, Olivia O'Brien and like. They're coming. And then I got my big hitters like Harry Styles and Billie Eilish and Kanye West. Legit. I feel like this is the best. This lineup could have turned. No, let me figure out the phrases. It could have not turned out better. I think so too. I, I did not explain it. But and like, I know it's the best lineup. I personally think it's a really fucking good lineup. And like a you lot have of Harry Styles. Like Bill- you saw Billie and you you're got- like, oh, that's the best lineup ever. Yeah, I saw Billie Eilish's name. I said, sold. Here's my fucking money. Like, that's it. I but, think for me, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Megan The Stallion because I've never seen her live. I feel like that's going to be a good I'm set. so excited for Doja and Megan The Stallion. Oh my god. I think that's going to be a I comic. wonder who's going to like make a surprise appearance. I know Jack Harlow is. I hope so too. No, I know. His graphic designer told me. Wait, did us? Yeah, they said that. Because I told him, I was like, yo, so why is Jack Harlow not at Coachella? And he was like, I don't know, but he'll be making a guest appearance. Who? We need to figure I know out who. I think, I, I think it's going to be City Girls. I don't know because... He doesn't have a song Yes, he does. Yes, does. Yes, he does. Does he? Yeah, I forgot what it's called, but he has a City Girls song with them. I originally was... The only person I thought of was Lil Nas X, but he's not even going. So I was I, That's like, weird that he... I feel like he should have headlined as well, too. I definitely think Jack Harlow and Lil Nas X should have been on this lineup. Those are, like, the only people, I think. And also Beach House. I don't like that Beach House is not on this lineup. It, really pisses me off um but aside from that i think jack harlow will be a guest appearance oh perfect and jack if you're hearing this jack if you're hearing this i'll see you there <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my gosh she does have a song i just looked it yeah up. city girls yeah. yeah but other than that guys any other artists brennan that you're excited to see or no i'm kind of just go with the flow i mean yeah. obviously kanye carol g i'm excited to see her oh yeah yeah even though yeah I just heard Brockhampton uh, broke up, so they're probably not coming anymore. Yeah. Ari Lennox, yeah. she's good. Giveon, Anita. Giveon, is, I'm so excited. But anyways, guys, thank you so much to um, for listening to this episode. I really hope you gained some insight um, or just like really enjoyed listening to our relationship and not-so-sneaky link not so content (laughs) um all right guys we'll see you next time thank you guys for tuning into private story bye bye